Episode two, you guys. We're talking about Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars trailer that just came out. We're talking about remakes and what we think about them and whether they should be made. Uh, we got a new segment called Highbrow. We're talking about method actors, zombies versus vampires, and more. We got all kinds of great ideas to cover today. But before we do that, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars trailer, and that's uh, you may be wondering about Corey. Uh, that's why he he's still really psyched about the new Star Wars trailer. He hasn't quite gotten over, uh, you know, the shockingness of its greatness. And so hopefully we can get him to wake up and then, and then ah! we can talk about it. Ah! <laughs> you can't it. Oh, stop. Mm. Ray. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so it starts with the girl scavenging, right? Right, and oh, you BB-8. Uh, I'm, he likes the, the new droid. Oh, I think. B- oh and then uh, uh, Tie Fighters, yeah, and the X Wings, and then and then and the, you know, Solo, Han Solo. He's like, he's he's all like, it's true. Yeah, he's excited about how it's going to cover the history, and we're going to be back at a place where they've oh forgotten the lore of, then, uh, of the Force. Oh, you got Kylo Ren! He's really excited about the fighting that Kylo Ren is going to be doing. Oh, it looks not there. That's cool, though. It's totally We're excited about the release of Luke and how we don't know when Luke is going to be in the movie yet. Just... The fighting in the snow. about fighting in the snow. I think that might be the Finn fight with Kylo Ren that he's referring to there, with oh. the cross sword and stuff. Oh, I mean, this is like the movie that we've been waiting for. This right? movie looks like we're we're going to get some nice aloe vera put upon the burn that the prequels caused yes so many of the star wars fans oh man it's gonna be so good i mean it looks like there's great character development they're not spoiling a lot which is great because we're all excited about a movie we know nothing about yeah that's i mean i think it's really fitting that we talked about this in the first episode about how trailers so often give up give away too much and We've really, I think we've only seen really snippets from like the first act. We don't know the storyline mm-hmm. at all. We don't know where the story is going to go. We yeah. just know kind of like, okay, these are the main characters for this story and a little bit of like where it might go. Yeah. And uh, so they, they've done a really good job teasing it because they give you enough to get you excited for it. And I'm confident that it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. We really haven't seen that much. Um, and that seems to be pretty common across the board. Most people are like, oh, I'm so psyched. This is going to be really good. But we really haven't seen that much. So that's impressive. What's great about it is the tone that it's setting. I mean, it really seems like <laughs> things are going to happen. And it that carries weight. Like, you kind of knew what you were going into with the prequels that they wound up making. Yeah. But it just never really found a rhythm or a tone you just kind of didn't care throughout the entire thing 
when we've only seen what, what the, at the most two minutes maybe and we care a lot i mean it gave a little bit of dialogue enough for you to kind of get where the character's at in the movie like where are they starting like Ray feels like nobody. Finn's lost a reason to fight. Kylo Ren has this motivation that isn't extremely clear, but he's extremely dedicated to it, obsessed yeah, with the yeah. story of Darth Vader. I mean, it just... He's oh, man. Evilness. He's definitely dark. Yeah. And and then there's characters that look like they're going to be big that we really haven't seen a lot of. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then... Um, that's the biggest thing. I like that you brought that up. Like that you care there. I think that might've been one of the biggest problems with the prequels it, it is like, you really didn't care about the characters and which, which is crazy because these characters are kind of, you know, a big deal. Hmm. So, uh, you know, this just looks like it's going to be better. looks like it's going to be a little <clears throat> bit more cohesive. Hmm. Uh, looks like a movie that we can all get behind. Um, one great thing that's out there right now, um, it's on Instagram, but you can also catch a full version of John Boyega's on YouTube, but it's the stars, the girl who plays Ray and John Boyega who plays Finn, I forget the girl's name right now, sorry, um, but their reactions to the trailer, because it's the first time them actually seeing it. Oh, cool. And so you get to see them react, and the girl's like in her bed, and it starts, and she sees herself, and she like pulls the cover up to her face. And then at the end of it, she's crying, and she's like, it's so amazing. Like, it looks so great. Huh. And then John Boyega, he's watching it, and he's like, yeah. You know, he's watching it with someone, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, yep, yep. And then it shows him at the end with the lightsaber and Kylo Ren going to attack, and he goes, whoa! And then <laughs> jumps back, and he, like, jumps over his couch and stuff. And he's like, oh! He's, like, high-fiving people and, like, posing, like, yeah! Like, people care to be in this movie. Like, they are so excited and so invested into it. You know you're going to get their best stuff. Right, right. And it should be because this is going to be the biggest movie in a really long time. Yeah. It's it's really quite incredible. Um, so, judging... <laughs> but I think those Mormons are going to knock on the door. If they do, that'll be awesome. They usually ask for, like, favors and stuff, right? We could ask them no, to help just, us co-host they, the show. They want, they, they're going to want you to to convert to Mormonism. Okay, if that happens during our show, I'm Surprised going to keep it recording, and I'm going to talk to them and invite them onto the show if they want to be on it. Okay, so we'll Apparently see what happens. they're not going to knock. I feel like they should have knocked by now. I know. I guess they're just not dedicated. That was weird. It looked like they were walking down the driveway. Yeah. Like into... Okay. Yeah. missionaries with the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints? It's about a year. A year? Do you it's guys awesome. watch movies? Do you guys like movies? 
I love movies, but we don't watch movies as missionaries, so. Yeah. So you uh, just, well, so well, when you go into missionary mode that's like full time, you don't watch yeah, movies anymore? Yeah, 24-7. And that's two years? Yep. Huh. That's awesome. That's great dedication. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Something that I, that I know to be true, and I found great joy in it, and just wanted to share it with others. Oh, right on. Right on. Right on, guys. Yeah, well, uh, sorry to make it kind of awkward. Hey, that's, that's all we get, so. Oh, okay. Right on. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think we're pretty much good, but thank you guys for stopping by. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Hey, good time for you guys. How about, uh, yeah. no, we're Oh, shoot. Good luck being Good luck being missionaries. Right. Spread the word. Absolutely. Yep. Sweet. Well, you guys have a good day. Yep, me too. <laughs> I, I paused it because I didn't know. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. This is just weird. <laughs> we might have to redo the whole thing. No, we could just uh, cut it and then start up. I mean, we're still going on the audio. We'll keep the whole thing on the audio. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. We just won't have it in the video, so... We'll explain that in a bit. Okay, well, so go ahead and restart the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going? We're going. All right. Uh, for the audio listeners, I'm just going to repeat it so people watching the video will be totally fine. Uh, we just got visited by some uh, Mormon Church of Latter-day Saint people who knocked on the door during the show, and I invited them on. We chatted with them. It was really awkward. Uh, so if you want to hear that... they don't watch any movies when they're missionaries. That's yeah, I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. That's so crazy. now we know. Now so, we know. Don't so bring in... We don't know. No other Mormons will be. Don't bring in this. missionaries to talk movies. Yeah, they don't know. They that. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, it's cool. They they do what they do. Um, I wonder. I, I, they're probably pretty young. I think they start their like missionary two years like at a pretty young age. Probably. We should probably talk about movies. Yeah, let, let's move on to something else. Uh, let's just kind of remake the show, which oh. will be a transition. Over to talking about remakes. Remakes is something that I personally am very passionate about. Um, they, that was so weird. I'm sorry, now I just have these random people in my house. Uh, they're not still here. But uh, remakes are something I'm very passionate about because I feel like there's a very fine line in terms of remakes on what's acceptable and what isn't. Well, How do you feel? I don't know. I mean, it's difficult. A lot of times you're... you're People are trying to remake these movies that have a huge following that people are passionate about and really like. Mm-hmm. And when you remake that, you you run the risk of, you know, ruining it. And it, I think it is a legitimate risk. I think there mm-hmm. are stakes because you hear about these people. You know, I know I know people that have only seen the prequels and haven't seen the original <clears throat> trilogy of Star Wars. Or I know people who have only seen the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and they haven't seen the original Willy Wonka. And, like, when you do something like that, now this new generation has no idea how good those movies actually are. Because I was just talking to some kids and I was like, hey, have you guys seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I didn't think you would have. I'm pretty sure most of them were talking about the new one. Which yeah. <laughs> just totally just breaks my heart because the new one's not nearly as good as the original. No. And... And so there are stakes to making a remake and making a bad one. Yes. Um, So it's not like, oh, we'll just remake this movie and if it sucks, it doesn't matter. You know, I think it does matter. Yeah. So you don't want to remake. You can, you you run the risk of ruining a good movie. Yes. 
Very um, much that's so. one of the risks. That I think there are others. I mean, first, you're just you could waste your time. You know, remaking a movie that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be remade or isn't you know no one's going to go to see. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's remaking something. It's got to be like a water cooler movie. What I mean by that is like you know how you always gossip around water coolers, right. although they're not really around like, anymore. People talk about, but it. yeah, people talk about it, and they're like, "Oh man, one of my favorite movies was a long time ago." Like, "Oh, Neverending Story." I'm just picking that out of the air. I don't think they're remaking They'll that. Ne- hopefully, they won't ever try. But that's a movie that if it came out and it said we're remaking the Neverending Story, I would be upset, but I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of like with Clash of the Titans. I'm a huge Ray Harryhausen fan. I love his work, which is why I really love the original Clash of the Titans. And when they came out with a remake, I was like, no, you can't do that. You're ruining all the charm of the movie. But uh, I started to think about it, and I was like, well, I understand. Like, with technology nowadays, you think of the effects and the creatures that they can make. Neverending Story would kind of be along the same lines, you know? Think of all the special effects you'd be able to do to really make it as crazy as possible. I understand that. But that's the problem with these remakes is... a lot of what made those originals so great it's is the, the practical effects and the not really believable, but it still kind of brings you into the story yeah. kind of uh, prosthetics and things that they Tangible. have puppets. Yeah, things that you could use where it's clear that that is a physical thing on the screen. And I think that just makes the movie more enjoyable and really helps transport you into a world. Because even if it's not believable that this creature exists, it's believable that people spent time making that, you know, look like it does, and and there's been a lot of work that's gone into it. And I think that's part of why Lord of the Rings did so well is because they really had a good combination of, like, uh, you know, practical effects with, like, new movie magic, and and everything came together really well. CG should be used to enhance, not replace. Right. And it looks like they're doing a good job with that in the new Star Wars, yes. which is another reason why that trailer looks so good. So but, good. Um, that's why you have to be careful with these remakes, because sometimes you go to remake a movie, and that movie only did well because of the nature of, you know, like they remade Evil Dead. And mm. Evil Dead was one of those old kind of slasher, like, horror cabin in the woods but it was all prosthetic, like you know, practical mm. effects and, and fake blood squirting out of walls, and that was what made that movie so much fun. And so, and and so, the remake was like totally unnecessary. You're not gonna make a better movie than that one. Like mm. that one's, especially when you have movies that are popular because they are weird or mm. not really good. You yeah. know? <laughs> There's a lot of movies like that, and why would you ever try and remake a movie like that? Because you're never going to hit that sweet spot. You can't do it on purpose. I think there is a perfect old-fashioned word that describes... Because you don't want to say it's a bad movie, because it's not a bad movie, because it's completely enjoyable and right. you love it. But it's not like a good or great movie. I think those movies are best described by the word rad. Rad? Yeah, because rad is one of those old mm. words no one uses. It's kind of outdated, like that the movies themselves. That makes me think themselves. of, like, skateboarding or surfing, though. Yeah, but I feel like... Like, I would call Point Break a rad movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's a rad movie. <laughs> um, but I would also con- I would also put, like, the Evil Dead movies and stuff into there. Okay. Um, well, you were ta- we were talking about B&Bs, which is, like... Beer and buds, you know. Yeah, you or, call your or bros. beer and bros. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you watch a B movie. That's why I like it so much, because 
you know, it's a B movie, so it's best for beer and bros and just yeah. You watch it in the same way that you might watch a game of football, you know, with, yeah. with your snacks and you talk through it. You don't just sit there quietly. Yeah, um, yeah and you laugh. And you enjoy and, it. Yeah, like, uh, um, what did we watch recently? Well, it wasn't that recent, but the the insane but, clowns from outer space. Oh, yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer yeah, Space Killer or Clowns No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's a <laughs> great <laughs> movie to watch with a friend and have some beers. You can't watch that. The, some of those are so bad you couldn't watch them any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead movies like that, I think they're good enough that you could you still can, enjoy them, even if you were by yourself. But you probably wouldn't... They're the kind of movies that you wouldn't watch to watch by yourself. You watch them with friends. So yeah. They're B&Bs. They're, B they're, yeah. they're B-movies. But but now... And, so you oh, would call that red? I would call it red. Okay. I think that's a fitting word. It's outdated, kind of like the movies and the technology that they use. But it's also meant to be, like, cool... And funky and out there, so, you know. Yeah. And that's where the skater lingo, it's always like, yeah, man, that's right. That's really far out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so give us some specific we're examples so of remakes that you think, uh, what were the categories? Like, unnecessary. Unnecessary. There's good remakes, and then there's bad remakes. Right. So, in terms of good remakes, those are pretty few and far between. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, See, I personally, in terms of remakes... I I gotta say, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I loved the first two movies. The third one was awful. Right. But I swore off the Amazing Spider-Man just because I was such a fan of the other movies. And I really liked Amazing Spider-Man a little bit better than the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, I, I thought it was a little more in line with his snarkiness. I like more of I like the new Spider-Man, but I don't think they're better than the originals. And that's another thing where people are like, "Oh, you know, Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield." And uh, I think to really, it's Tobey. I Maguire. don't understand. Like Tobey Maguire was a great Spider-Man, and the original Spider-Man movies, especially the first two, were good. Um, mm -hmm. Amazing Spider-Man is good, and it's surprising that it's still good. I think that just goes to show how good the story of Spider-Man really is. Uh, you could make, you know, multiple origin stories, and, and they're both are really entertaining, good mm -hmm. movies. So I understand, uh, I, I don't really fully understand why they remade them. I think they're kind of I don't understand to, that either. And I it was think pretty they kind of stuck with the Tobey Maguire movies, and yeah. then like, you know, 3 wasn't so good, but... If, if they did change Spider-Man, I think that's the reason why. I think they couldn't keep Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and so they decided Didn't to just work. revamp it and remake it instead of trying to say, this is the, a continuation of the storyline yeah. we were already doing, because then you have a different Spider-Man, and it doesn't really work. Yeah, and a lot of people had bad taste in their mouth after the <clears throat> third one, me included. Yeah. Um, but then you have really bad remakes, like... I mean, if they called Clash of the Titans a different movie, I probably would have enjoyed it. But because it was called Clash of the Titans, I can't really like it. It had its moments, but the whole Jin okay. involvement... Technically, like, Godzilla was a remake. Yes, and that movie was And that incredible. movie was great. Uh, they did a really good job with it. But then you have plenty Loved of... Loved it. In that... Big Godzilla fan. In that... Like genre, just Godzilla. There's been good and bad remakes. Yes, more bad than good. But yes, uh, America's 1999 version. Yeah, was terrible. Godzilla 2000 or something like that had like glowing blue spikes. Yeah, he thought, uh, he had was... a orange breath in that one. The Godzilla 2000. That was still Japan though, so you kind of could get away with a little bit of the cheesiness. 
But the 1999 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick was just... Uh, no. 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 Don't do it. it didn't um, turn out. Didn't, didn't pan out, really. And that's actually another example of... I mean, it's hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the news Godzilla was good, and that was special effects instead of, you know, remaking an old where it was probably just a guy in a model city wearing a Godzilla suit. Yeah. So when you take that and scale it up with CGI, that a lot of times doesn't work. Uh, they did a good job with the newest one, though. And they that's got a lot of star power in it. And that's what you do, out. is you model... You have to have some sort of appreciation of the original films in a remake. Um, you can't just go totally rogue and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing something totally different. You have to have a little bit of throwback. Otherwise, it's just crap, <laughs> I, honestly. I think that's consistent, especially with uh, superheroes now. Like, mm. They're always done better when the people know the or- original material, and then they're like fans of the comic books. Yeah. And, like the Star Wars, J.J. Uh, Abrams is a huge fan of Star Wars and, and was kind of blown away and felt like it was too big of a movie for him even him to do and you see that kind of respect and awe yeah. in, in what he's making and, and so a lot of remakes if you have that kind of respect and appreciation by the people making the films they turn out yeah. better but a lot of times they're remaking movies that don't need to be remade uh, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory yeah. you can't if it's you unnecessary really, if you really pay attention to that original movie it is amazing that it works because yeah. it's really weird uh, there's a lot of like, really fan, fanciful, like, unbelievable stuff, like, right next to this really serious, like, kind of darkness. Yeah. And it's crazy that it works and it's so friendly and kid-friendly in the original. And they tried to remake that. And that's why the remake is so weird and not that good, because they tried to do that same thing. And I think of all a lot of remakes, it's not really... They did a valiant effort, you know. Um, yeah. It just doesn't really work. And mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as good as the original. And so now you have this movie out there that people think is the only Willy Wonka when it's not. And that's sad. Is the, do you feel like that's probably one of the most unnecessary remakes ever made? No. I'm sure there are far more unnecessary Because I got one that I would vote as the most unnecessary remake in the world. Oh, man. The most unnecessary ever. I, I'm not sure what I would say. What were you thinking? Footloose. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Footloose. I, oh, okay, I adore the Kevin Bacon Footloose. Kevin Bacon, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are. Good job. We are one of the most popular podcasts no one's heard of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the most popular podcast no one's heard of. Yeah. Um, the, the ones that are more popular than us people have heard of. Yeah, yeah. So see? <laughs> um, but the original Footloose is so good. It's so 80s. It's fantastic. Totally believable. Amazing actors in it. John Lithgow killing it as the priest. There's there's no there's no like special effects necessary. No. Uh, so there's not like if you remake it, you can do better effects. There's no water cooler. There, there's going, no you know what actors, they should do. There's no actors nowadays that would be better cast yeah. in the roles than than Kevin Bacon. Uh, and I just don't. Yeah, there's no point. Why like, would you remake it? It's you know, in the advancements of dance over the past couple decades, <laughs> I'm thinking we should redo Footloose. That is, town that outlaw. They're trying dancing. to make money off the name of Footloose, exactly. You know, and and like the legal rights probably switched hands, and they were like, "Oh no, we have to make a movie." Karate Kid is a great example of that. Oh, Karate Kid was another really He learns bad Kung remake. Fu, not karate. They try to do like the whole, oh, just 
you know, I'm secretly training you, but instead he's just taking off his jacket and throwing it on the ground and putting it on and then yeah. doing this and then putting it down on the ground. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see five minutes of a kid putting his jacket on and off, and then you're like, I was really teaching you how to yeah. block well, stuff, and you're just, like, that's, don't care. That's really similar to the original. That's why they did that. I know, but it's not as good, because you're watching him clean and paint all these different things, and you're like... Right. He's working. He wants to work on... Yeah. yeah, and you're like, okay, why but is he with, even doing with all this With the remake, stuff? it's all he's doing is taking his coat off, putting it back on, yeah. taking his coat off. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi in the original does like all these different things, and then at the end, Hanks. he just starts violently like attacking wax him, on, and then he's off. finding out he was actually teaching him while he was doing normal stuff. Like, he's probably like, why does he keep having me take my jacket on and off? I don't know what this has yeah. to do with anything. Well, it was like, oh, was you were just training kind of me. And yeah. I, I don't understand. Fairly obvious. How that would be a good movement in a karate fight, you know? And the original karate fight. Oh, you're going to punch me? Yeah! <laughs> like, you might knock some fists away. I just... I... Um, in the original Karate Kid, it wasn't about a kid just learning to fight. It was about him, like, learning about himself, learning to stand up for himself, right. uh, finding something, learning discipline, all also, that. There's, and people there's, are coming around, and they're like, at the end, they're like, hey, you're all right, you know, you're great. There's a lot of mystery surrounding me. Mr. Miyagi. And I think yeah. I think Jackie Chan was actually a pretty good cast yeah. in the new one, but Jaden Smith was not. One of the other big issues I had with the new one is that the kids were like super soldiers. They're like jumping up, climbing on rooftops and doing flips. Yeah. And then Jackie Chan's like throwing tennis balls at him and he's like knocking tennis balls out of there. And it's like, dude, holy crap. It, in five minutes, he became like a tool for the military. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. And then they're using wires for him doing like backflips and stuff. It's like you don't you don't, it's not Sylvester Stallone or some major action star. It's a story right. about really self-discovery. But ah, anyway, it's nonsense. Unnecessary remake. Totally unnecessary. But uh we're going to take a break here. We're going to give you a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Yep. Hello all you Filmnarkians, I'm here to tell you guys about a brand new invention that is sweeping the nation. It is called the water extinguisher. Now, did you know Washington was one of the most flood-prone states in the nation? Very true, get a lot of rainfall. Well, with the water extinguisher, it carries flames inside up to 100 degrees Celsius, which is the exact temperature water evaporates. So if your home is in danger of a massive flood of water, just go outside and just start spraying these burning hot flames all over your yard, your home, uh, your door, uh, and it will eliminate the threat almost immediately. Now, you may be thinking, what if I have an overflowing sink? It works inside too. So be sure to go over your cabinets and counters and floor. If you spill maybe a glass of water on the carpet, Hit it with the water extinguisher. No bad can happen. So just always keep it on you in your home, outside of your home, wherever it's most convenient, and use it and save your home from any water damage. And what's this? It looks like they also have a portable version. Ever in an office and you're taking a sip of your coffee and you spill a little on your shirt? Well, with the new portable water extinguisher, you can just spray it directly onto your clothes and evaporate any water that may be on it at the time. Now, there is a slight risk of burning everything, but it's only slight. So be sure to read the very detailed instruction manual 
and have a great day. And now, Corey and Chris present Highbrow. Mm, brilliant. Mm, yes. Wait. So, my good man. Yes. Have you seen Birdman? Birdman? Uh, didn't it win Best Picture? Oh, yes. Also, it uh, partook in the awards as Best Actor. I don't know about that. <laughs> but it did win for cinematography, and I think it even won an award for Best Screenplay. You don't say. Yes, I only watch the movies that win awards for those types of things. Is that so? What, what were your thoughts? Artistic, which I I like. I only watch artistic films. Me as well. A lot of uh, hard to catch similes and metaphors, um, you know. Yeah, very. So many people of the lower classes wouldn't quite understand them. Of the such, yes. But I, uh, I uh, honestly, I didn't like it very much. Thought it was drivel. You say you, you say you thought it was common as slop. I, I, I respected the acting prowess of the entertainers in the film, and I uh, I uh, enjoyed looking at Emma Stone. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, the movie overall, I, I was confused. I mean, is he crazy? Does he have superpowers? Or what's going on? Why is he so sad? Well, I always seem to kind of enjoy the film. Really? To be honest. Perhaps it's just because I'm more intelligent than you. You know, that's what they'd like you to think. Well, you see, sir, I believe that the whole idea was... He had this ego, you see. Uh Oh, And, uh, he didn't exactly like the fact that he was in the theater. And his movie ego was combating... His actual ego, thinking that he is a true actor. Okay. So I think it was all a build-up to a big nervous breakdown, where he was talking to himself and kind of losing his grip with reality. Well, this is all clear. I mean, it's not even subtext. It's it's right in front of you. I think there's more going on that I just felt like they were trying to be really artsy-fartsy with it. Instead of really bringing it to the surface. Well, artsy fartsy is right down our eye. Well, maybe it's right down your alley. I prefer artsy. Tartsy. Hmm. I would have said smartsy. Uh, no, no. Oh. No such thing. Oh, you can't just go around making up things. <laughs> artsy tartsy, on the other hand, very tart. I like my art tart. Quite tart. Yes. Well, do you think it was deserving of all the awards it, it won? Oh, quite. Quite? Yeah. Do you think it, would, it was the best picture of the year? Uh, I do believe so. Uh, granted, I did not see all of the pictures, because I only spent my time on very important ones. Right. But I will say that uh, this here movie, Birdman, uh, the ending left it kind of up in the air as to what exactly was happening. If you look at the movie, there's a scene where he flies around the city. And then when he lands and goes into his theater, uh, a gentleman uh, in a taxi cab, bit of a slob, 
but he ran in asking to be paid for his fare. Now, he sure did pay him inside the building, but I think it led to him thinking he was flying around in this delusion that he's been living in. When really, and really he was he was riding in the riding in a taxi Yes. 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 Personally, so, I don't trouble with taxes. Oh, uh, me neither. But, uh... I piggyback on my butler. Right. Or, or ride in the limousine. I have no limousine, only a butler. <laughs> Very strong man. Butlers are better than limousines. If you have to choose between one or the other, I'd go with the butler. Yes. And they, but they do a lot more than just drive comfortably. By the way, what is that crying? Oh, that's the maid. Oh. Yeah, she does this every day, around one o'clock. I, I, have, I have a cryo as well. Yeah. I, I mean, she cleans, and she takes care of the children, and uh, looks good. So I don't, I don't generally mind the crying, you know. Hmm. I just ignore it. Well, in the end, I'd say so that you are wrong about Batman. I don't think I'm wrong about anything. Birdman, it is artsy, but it's not artsy-tartsy, and that's where I have issues with it. Pish posh. But I understand why you like it, and I understand why others do as well. They're just not as uh, sophisticated as I am. Keep telling yourself that, old man. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I prefer movies like... Choking on fluids, get the water extinguisher. <laughs> I bought it the other day. <laughs> to fire it down your throat. I need to fire it down my throat. Hmm. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, uh, Rob. We'll, uh, we'll kind of see how that uh, goes. It'll either be really good or a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we had fun. I think, I think it's going to be fun. I think yeah. it's going to be fun. Uh, method actors. Method actors. Method actors and method acting in general. Method acting. I want to talk a little bit about whether whether you think it's a legit like method. I think it depends uh, on the role. Like, if you're playing a serial killer, like, really researching serial killers and trying to get in that mind frame, I think it really lends to it. Um because uh, there's there's lots of different method acting. There's someone that's my favorite in terms of method acting, but just because of how crazy it must be. Right. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I, I, think, I, mean, I think every role requires some research. I don't think that's the same as method acting. Method acting is a little bit more of trying to... Extreme. Well, trying to relate to your character and become your character in a certain mm. sense. And I think, I think that you need to make your character honest for you. Uh... To the best of your ability, but I think it gets a little weird sometimes and totally unnecessary. Yes. I think uh, I think the type of people who like have to be in character all the time, or like they they want you to refer to them in character when they're on set, you yeah. know, or even even if they go home while they're in a role. Uh, Wesley I Snipes understand. apparently acted like Blade a lot of the time on the Blade set, and, and he only wanted people calling him Blade. That would be so annoying. And I he signed like... things as Blade. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I just I'm I've acted. I've never been like a screen actor. I'm not going to pretend to be like a professional actor, but yeah. I've been in plays and stuff, and uh, it didn't help at all to act like my character constantly. It wasn't very difficult for me to go backstage and be myself, and then come on stage and be in character. That mm. that was never like that difficult. I could understand taking a little bit of time, yeah. you know, walking, pacing back and forth, and. You know, saying some things I, that makes sense to me, but like really dedicating your life and thinking, oh, I'm, I gotta, you know, really invent this new person. I think you should. I don't know. I've never acted at that <clears throat> level, but it doesn't. I don't. I don't see how that's really going to add much to your performance. That reminds me of a story that I don't remember all the details of, so I'm totally going to botch it right now. Um, Dustin Hoffman was in a movie that he was acting, and he did a bunch of research and stuff for the role. Did some method acting. Uh, to be able to lend it to the role and he was acting with someone else and I forget the other person I forget what movie which makes the story stupid to tell um, but Dustin Hoffman was just like wow you're amazing like how did you kind of get into character and the guy's like it's just acting and he was like shoot I did a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny lending to people's different talents in terms of method acting and, 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 and people approach things differently yeah uh, but sometimes it just seems to me like you're putting a lot of effort into something that really, I think acting can be difficult, but mm-hmm. really only because you need to when you need when you need to draw upon really strong emotions. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think becoming your character, you just got to understand their motivations and understand like what type of person they are, and everyone has a little bit of that in them, yeah. and so you can kind of bring that out more. So I, but it's hard to talk down on method acting because so many method actors are really. Yeah, great actors. I really love Marlon Brando and everything that mm-hmm. he did, and he was a big proponent for method acting, and he really believed in it. So mm-hmm. um, he's an example of somebody that I think is really good. Yeah, Someone and then you got like people that change their weights drastically, like Christian Bale, Robert De Niro's done it for roles. Um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal did it recently for yeah. Southpaw. Uh, you got to respect; those are all really good actors. Yeah, you know? all their uh, so. Um, if that's how it works for them, that's how it works for them. Uh, and, th- you know, the results are impressive, so yeah. I'm not going to say don't for, do that. For me, my favorite does the thing where they act like the character. Daniel Day-Lewis will be in character for a movie, the entire shoot of the movie. So at home, all that kind of stuff. And that makes it's me so think annoying. of the Abraham Lincoln movie. Like, his <laughs> wife, when he's at home... She's eating breakfast with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> like that has got to be the most interesting thing to ever experience. I wouldn't want to live it every day. I, I, I feel like it would be so annoying. I mean, does he have any friends? Like, <laughs> I would get so sick of it as a friend. I would be like, "Can you please be Daniel Day Lewis now?" Like, I'm sick. Like, I feel like I can't hang out with my friend whenever he's working. Because the entire time he takes on a different character. Oh, man. You're like, honey, hey, can you uh, go to Fred Meyer and like pick up some food for dinner? And somebody's like, Fred Meyer? That doesn't exist. Who is this grocer by the and name of Fred Meyer? Thing. That's just silly about that. You're gonna, you're not. It's not like you're riding in your chariot drawn by horses. He might be to work. No, you don't know. Not. You never know. I would not be if he's, he's not at home. going home and eating his slave-grown corn. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, I know Abraham wasn't like a big proponent of, like he was against it, but that's what it was like back then. Honey, can you come in and just please put some of the dishes in the dishwasher? 
He's like outside building a log cabin, just like, hmm, I don't know what that is. I have to work. Dishwasher, I don't know what that is. I put a chimney in, in my log cabin. Yeah, no, we could eat in here. I don't know, maybe it's fun. Maybe it's fun to live with people like that. Maybe, you it know, might for be his really life, cool. it's like, oh, this, you know, for this year, he's Abraham Lincoln, and I'm just going to deal with that. Like, you know, and I get to hang out with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, unless it's like, you know, oh, honey, I'm so glad you got a part in a new movie. What's your role? Oh, well, I play someone who goes to prison for sexual assault. Right. You're just like... So you're going to assault people. I'll be at my sister's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a killer. Method anyway, acting. method acting. It gets weird, but yeah. they, they're good actors, so what do you do? Put up with it, I guess. You kind of have to. That's, what's, that's why those people, you know, sometimes they get away with being jerks because they're just so talented, you know. Yeah, you can be a total jerk to some and just have someone come up and be like, oh, he's preparing for a role. Right. Well, it's not just that. I think sometimes... Like Shia know, LaBeouf. Like, right. But sometimes it's like this person, you know, like if Christian Bale yelled at me, I'd be like, well, it's Christian Bale. I kind of feel yeah. honored that he considered me important enough to yell at <laughs> Like, <laughs> um, he's a total jerk and he shouldn't behave that way, but, you know, he's amazing. Yeah. And so, like... If I were that talented, I might, you know, every once in a while I'd be a jerk and expect people to just understand, like, that's the cost of being awesome. Yeah. That's the God. cost of my artsy-tartsiness <laughs> is, uh, you know, I yell at people every once in a while. I mm. mean, not to, there's a lot of actors out there who are really great, nice people, too. Yeah. You know, just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you're going to be a jerk, but... No, definitely. In the Shia LaBeouf comment, he was in a couple roles where it was a character that took a lot of acid. So in his off time, he took a lot of acid. And then, like, he had a character who drank a lot, so he'd drink a lot. And all the other stuff that he did. So he got into his roles, but I feel like he was strategically choosing his roles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's just kind of weird. Well, because he was in Nymphomania later, right? Yes, he was. <laughs> so he was like, oh, maybe I'll do this one. Method acting. <laughs> I have to. All right. Anyone, go ahead and just call me. I need to practice for a For role. the cost <laughs> of the role, I need to spend the night with you. Yes. And who would say no, honestly? Anyway, that'll do it for now. We're going to go to a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Just keep making it. This is going to be an awkward show. Yeah, it is, but it's good. Special guests, awkwardness, and yeah. the awkward turtle. Yep, we'll be right back. And the Mormons. Uh, yeah. Awkward turtle. Yes, awkward turtle. Yeah, we have we have too much fun in between our openings. Um, Halloween is upon us. Believe it or not, coming up here like a week, I think. Yeah, Um, and I thought it would be a good time to discuss two horror movie mainstays and put them into the Thunderdome and see who comes out the victor. We're talking, of course, about zombies and vampires. Yeah. Which world would you prefer to live in? 
which one do you think makes for a more entertaining movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, which one are you know do you prefer? But I think I think one of the more uh, interesting questions is which world would you prefer to live in? Yeah. Um, both zombies and vampires would change your existence to the point where much more of your attention is placed upon just surviving. Yeah. Uh, which would change, you know, it would be a big change. Uh, I think zombies a little bit more so than vampires because vampires can't come out during the day yeah. traditionally. So your days might operate pretty similar to the way they always do. Yeah, I feel like with vampires, you could come up with a system. It'd have to be very, very detailed on how to solve it. Like, have a room in, like, your basement or something that you could lock up, have a bunch of UV lamps, keep yourself safe. It'd have to run on a generator, so then you'd have to think of some way to get the exhaust to go out of the house or something. Um, But I feel like once you solve all those little issues, then you're okay at night. You can go and live a totally normal life during the day. It would help to have UV light, like spotlights on your yard yeah. or around your house would be a big help. You know, hang up garlic, fresh garlic from your ceiling. Yeah. You know, so they just, just have a garlic garden. Things to keep them away. And and you might be able to kind of just live separate lives yeah. and, not, and not have to, to deal with being a, a vampire too much. What I like about being in a vampire world is that if a vampire gets you, you have a chance of being becoming a vampire mm. so like the downside to getting eaten by a vampire is now you're a vampire you, have a, you live forever as long as you feed on incredibly blood. strong really strong really fast, fast. Uh, whereas a zombie if a zombie gets you you're a zombie and I don't think Just zombies are conscious living dead yeah although I wouldn't mind as much if it was like a like a Dead alive, brain dead kind of zombie. Okay, it wouldn't be so because then you kind of still have a little bit of your humanity left. Yeah, but you kind of slowly lose it. Mm. And the thing is, with 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 vampires, you're not necessarily going to lose your humanity, but with zombies, you definitely are. Yeah. Um, but then zombies, they're not strong and fast. They can't run after you. They're pretty easy to avoid so long as you have some kind of method of transportation. Yeah. Or you're a good runner. Hmm. So there are pros and cons to both sides. Agreed. Um, there's a lot more zombies than there are vampires, really, in the movies that's point. depicted as such. So, I mean, once they kind of gather in a horde, it's a lot scarier. But vampires are, of course, faster, stronger, uh, very, very dangerous. I'd be more scared to be confronted by a vampire than a zombie because right. I feel like, okay, I can get out of this situation yeah. a little bit easier than I would against, like, three vampires. Right. Zombie, I can hit it in the head really hard mm-hmm. or run away. Vampire, yeah. you can't do either of those things. It wouldn't do anything. Yeah, and in terms of, like, killing them, I feel like vampires may be a little bit easier because there's multiple things to destroy a vampire. Right. Stake to the heart. And if you're prepared for it, you could, your odds are a little bit better. While a zombie takes exact, precise, like yeah, you got a gun and you're like, okay, a zombie's no problem. But there's a lot of them, and you got to be very precise to get them in the head. So yeah. unless you've had proper weapons training or anything like that, or you don't want to get too close, so kind of melee weapons may be a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, you're you know you're you're playing with fire at that point. Yeah. So I think I prefer a, a vampire world. Because you get your days separate, so you don't have to constantly be running away from an enemy. And if 
on the off chance that you become a vampire, that you get bit, you might just become a vampire and yeah. totally die. So hmm. I think that both those things are good. It would be hmm. cool to be in a zombie world for some reasons. I think it would just be fun to be able to guiltlessly slaughter pretty much humans and I think that would be fun um, <laughs> it, it actually, like, honestly it would that's if you're at home like, saying that wouldn't be fun yeah. that's why people like you zombie have no movies really because I mean yes there's like a scariness to it and an yeah. exciting like thrillingness to it but really it's just an excuse to kill people when you're really not killing people yeah you know and that's why it's fun to watch those when there's like really good kills <clears throat> it's like oh, I would yeah. track down the people that made fun of me when I was younger and oh that'd be the most like <laughs> That would be still be satisfied, but you weren't actually killing them because they're already dead. Yeah, it'd be like (laughs) the ultimate experience. You're just like, oh, I'd be really excited. Track them down and follow them for a while. (laughs) Yeah, shove them to the ground and watch them slowly zombie get up. I mean, it'd be interesting (laughs) to uh, study them too. Yeah, that would be interesting just to like have a zombie and very risky at it medically and. You know, maybe tie it down. The science would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a lot easier than with a vampire. Think of the National Geographic, the, the Planet Earth-style BBC <laughs> shows following the lives of zombies. This is the life of the zombie. Uh, <laughs> zombie odd couples. <laughs> this zombie human and zombie chimpanzee are great friends. Not often... Found and uh, whatever. Yeah, no, it was That's good. That's been a co- popular thing nowadays. Odd couples. Yeah. Uh, um, I also was thinking about like with with vampires. There's a chance that you could live at peace with vampires. You could find a way to like, look, I'll let you drink my blood so long as you don't kill me, and I have plenty. You know, I have enough blood. You, you can negotiate. Like, yeah, you could have. You could you could communicate with them and have a deal. Whereas with zombies, you couldn't do that. They're just going to try and eat yeah, your brains. Like, how about you don't try to eat me it. today, and yeah. then I'll bring you some people to eat on, and then yeah. they're still, like, attacking you, and you're like, I'm getting could nowhere. You, you could chain them up and, like, feed them, yeah. I think. You could feed them dead flesh. Like in uh, Shaun of the Dead, he does that with, yeah. his, uh, with his zombie buddy. In or the, the movie Fido. Movies. Fido's really good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so who has the better movies? Zombies or vampires? There's a slew of them out there. It's way oversaturated, and there's a lot of That's crappy really movies. Difficult because there's really the good zombie movies, and there's really good vampire movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have to say, overall, as a whole, I think zombies have better movies. Uh, zombies, some of the most like iconic ever made horror films are zombie films some of the first ever Night of the Living Dead yeah horror films are, are zombie films and uh, and some really really good just really funny really fun to watch movies or zombie movies yeah uh, I think Shaun of the Dead is probably one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen and right. it's, and it's a, a total movie. parody of yeah, zombies and, but they execute it so really well. well and they use practical effects something that I really like about um, well, something that you should keep in mind about zombies is there's so many different forms. I mean, with yeah. 28 days and 28 weeks later, you it's have these like, fast zombies that yeah. are like, okay, they're chasing and and uh, and then even uh, like Firefly Serenity, they had like a cool kind of different sort of zombie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because the Reavers are basically zombies. Yeah. Everybody, you know, all these different things that are pretty much zombies, uh, and it's cool to see. Yeah. There's a lot of play there whereas vampires there's a lot of rules regarding 
how they act and, and the way it works. So I feel like with vampires, though, there's not as many good vampire movies. I mean, they're out there, but I'd say probably the best one is uh, Let the Right One In or Let Me In. Um, incredible movie. And, and I don't think a zombie movie hits you on the impact as that movie does because you're just like, whoa, it's a different take. You gotta watch it. Uh, right. Watch the one that's in. I think it was. I think it's Italian. I think, and I think it's called "Let Me In." Right, I think "Let no, the Right One In" was an American no, well, remake. Well, zombie movies are kind of more about like gore, whereas yep. vampire movies. There's a lot of there are vampire movies that we could talk about on highbrow. You know, like yeah, really it's a lot more in art, your head. Artistic, uh, you know, an interview with a vampire is a really good one that isn't really. This like slasher gore movie, but it's much more acting. <laughs> um, I think I think zombie movies are a lot more like primal and physical. Say cookie, and I think vampire movies are a lot more intellectual. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And I think them. That's why like a lot of vampires, the lore has to do with like. How they behave with you, like they, my daughter, you have to invite them in to your home. And things no, like that. <laughs> she's excited. <laughs> that was a fun visit. I'm glad that she visited us during uh, the zombie vampire yeah. section. So there's there's good there's a lot of really good zombie TV shows, uh, mm. but there's good uh, vampire TV shows too. So, I mean, there's good in both camps, but I think overall the zombie movies, there's just more and, and better ones. And then the vampires, uh, yeah, it's more in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I like vampires and zombies. They are I good. Like both. Um, yeah, I mean, either way, you're, you're going to have a moment where someone's going to die and it's going to be really dramatic and usually have that cheesy scene where they say something to them motivational in their last breath. But let's pretend for a second that that last thing they say in the last breath is a movie to watch, which will bring us to our next transition, which will bring us to our next thing we're going to talk about. Um, Let's say you're dying and your loved one's holding you and they're like, no, you can't die. I don't know what I'm going to watch this weekend. Exactly. It happens all the time. All the time. It's what most, I think, doctor shows do so that a lot. You, we, we need to know what movie you're going to tell that person what to watch. Movie you got you one movie to pitch. Just one. So, And that has to do with the technique behind my pick. Because okay. whenever I feel like suggesting a movie to someone, there's an assumed... Uh, there's an assumption that you make that this person hasn't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to waste your one last breath movie on a movie that someone's already seen or is more than likely have seen, uh, has already seen. Okay. So I picked one that had a lot of impact on me. I think it's a really great movie, but I think a lot of people may not have seen it. Okay. Uh, so um, for me, and this is still a work in progress. This movie could change. But I think right now if I had to just pick one movie to suggest for people to watch... Uh, in this day and age, it would be Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, very funny, very feel-good musical. Um, you don't see musicals like that anymore, and those kinds of movies are a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good B&B movie uh, yeah. to sit down with friends and watch it. Uh, uh, lots of 
sexism, which is always fun when you're watching an old movie and it's just totally not PC. <laughs> There's something really enjoyable yeah. about that. Like, uh, it's not like you watch it and think less of ladies. It's just, it's almost mm. kind of like, wow, I can't believe that they made this movie and it was okay. Like, I can't believe that nobody was in outrage that mm. <laughs> this was a movie. It's amazing. But anyhow, for all of those reasons and and many more, it's just a great movie. So I think that's what I would suggest. Like, oh, watch Brian, Seven Brides or Seven Brothers. Ugh. And th- there's a high likelihood, I feel like, that they wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it more like, what's the one movie that I just personally love that is like, you know what, watch this movie because I want you to think of me. Right, right, right. Like, so it's more of like, this movie is a representation of who I am. Yeah, remember yeah. me through this film. Which I feel like Seven Brides and Seven Brothers, I mean, I'm not sexist, but like, <laughs> the kind of like high, like, you know, friendly feel-goodness of it yeah. would be, I think, I think it would totally work. I wouldn't be surprised if people... My friends watched that and said it made them think of me. Yeah. So, um, uh, for me, I think I kept going back and forth between a lot of movies that I love, um, but they just didn't quite. Uh, it's really hard. Right. Um, you only get to pick one. I'd probably tell people, Airplane. Nice. It's a good representation nice. of me and my humor. Um, it's one of those ones that's. Funny almost every time you watch it's a classic. it. Classic. It's a uh, farce, which I I really like farce yep. movies a lot. And I don't think that there will be a farce movie that's coming out in the future that's going to be on par as good as Airplane because it was one of the first. I think the closest thing that I've seen was still a ways. It was a long time ago. It was wrongfully accused. Mm. That was a good Leslie Nielsen farce movie that was, uh, you know, All primarily making fun of stuff. Fugitive, but. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't that. I think that was in the 2000s. I think that was uh, after the 2000s. I'm not know. sure, though. I feel like late 90s. Maybe. Maybe late 90s. We'll check I, it out. I'll have to look it up. Next but uh, um, you don't see those types of movies nowadays. No. And yeah. uh, they're amazing. There's more jokes per second in that movie oh, than yeah. any of them. And that's, it's probably that's, my number one favorite comedy. They don't comedy. make movies like that nowadays either, with like mm. joke after joke after joke, and every single scene is a joke. They try, like epic movie and all those, but it's just, it is the most cheap humor on the planet. Yeah. I cannot stand <laughs> those it's movies. Skill. It's not good enough writing and not uh, acting. Is important too. Like you got to be able to sell that humor, but also tell a story. Yeah, and it's hard to meld those things really well. Yeah, and there's enough of like a. The thing about airplane is that you don't feel like the people acting. You feel like they're actually in that situation. You don't feel like they're in their head going, <laughs> "Right, I'm so funny." Well, and then there's like people behind the camera, like oh, we're so funny. Leslie Nielsen. That's why he's such a good. He's so straight. Yeah, because he, yeah, he just, it's believable. You really believe There's he's a lot that of conviction or that simple yeah. or, like, whatever the humor is playing on. And the little visual touches of that movie are hilarious. Like, when the girl's going down the plane and she's like, um, is there anyone here that's a doctor? And it cuts to Leslie Nielsen and he has the stethoscope in his ears and it's hanging down. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am, I'm a doctor. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like... <laughs> Like of course it's so classic. Yeah. Why would he have those in? But <laughs> it's just so perfectly done and like serious. It's it's just an. I, I just rate. think the writing. Uh, what's your vector, Victor? Yeah. What's your <laughs> yeah. vector, Victor? Uh, I am serious, and don't call me, call me Shirley. Yeah. Like those types of things are just like, oh my goodness, so funny. Yeah. And totally started there. Uh, there's another scene in that movie where it's a. Uh, um, 
there's these guys, there's this, the stewardess is trying to figure out what these guys want to drink, and they're like speaking in, in Ebonics. So oh, it's in understand. Jive. Yeah, yeah the she's jive like, uh, I don't speak Jive. And so it's like, excuse me, man, I speak Jive. Yeah, and then the old lady comes up. <laughs> it's so, so funny. She's like, yo, it's so funny. <laughs> it's uh, so I good. love that. So just really funny stuff. Yeah. Good movie. And you d- slapstick comedy that you don't see nowadays either. So yeah. That's a good choice, Airplane. Yeah. Thanks. I like, I, I like the Naked Gun movies a lot. <clears throat> Those too. are classic. So, yeah. 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 He does good stuff. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. You guys, I'm really excited to tell you about 922. It's not 911, it's 922. This is for. Uh, Animal attack specifically, but it's a you know it's a it's an emergency phone line. Uh, they put it in. This is a private security company. You dial nine two two on your phone. It automatically routes to the appropriate location, and they have some options for you. So there's a you know if if, if you're being attacked by a mammal, you press one. If you're being attacked by a reptile, you press two. Amphibian three, fish four, platypus five, and that covers basically all the main animal groups i suppose and uh and then whether it's on land water air up in the air or underground you know they want to make sure they know exactly where you're being attacked by an animal and what kind of animal is attacking you so they can send the appropriate relief uh this is a great thing you know now you don't have to be worried about being attacked by animals anymore because i mean obviously 911 only regards crime and it's not a crime to be attacked by an animal However, it is a crime if a person does it. So, 911 is for people. 922 is if you're being attacked by an animal. Great service. Really excited about it. Just kind of wanted everyone to know about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, like and subscribe because that gives us more points with uh, the sponsor. Okay. I think we did this last time, too. Yeah. I like this one. Alrighty, and welcome to Scene Selections. Yay! This is the uh, segment where me and Chris both chose the top five of a specific category. And last, last time we did top five plot twists plot this twist. time. Yep. We're doing top five bloodiest movies. Oh yeah. Another shout out to Halloween. But these are also... You get into some movies that I wasn't prepared for when we decided to do this that... Um, Chris researched. Uh, that are really, really just a whole new genre of movie that I hadn't really ever seen before. Uh, these kinds of movies where it's kind of clear that, okay, they made this movie just to be as bloody as possible. Yeah. Like, And these movies are super fun to watch. Yeah. And really great for Halloween. What's great about these more abstract ones that we'll have on this list that you've probably never heard of is you can usually find the entire movie on YouTube. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, I know know at least one of them is on YouTube. And they're great. They're really fun to watch. I I know of two that I know one of them's on your list. And I think we probably share one. But uh, check it out on YouTube. You can usually find the full movies. Yeah. So, So, if you haven't seen some of these, uh, they're totally worth going and seeing. Every single one of them is just classic and fun. It's fun. Um, Okay, so go ahead and okay. My number five honorable mention. uh, Honorable mention is Nightmare on Elm Street, and the reason Nightmare on Elm Street got into 
an honorable mention for bloody movies is Let simply because, bed, uh, yeah, it gets sucked into the bed and then there's just a geyser of blood that it's like more blood than the human body even yeah. holds. And, and that is just for that one scene, really. It's just blood geyser out of a Do you know how they bed. shot that? No, I'd love to hear it. Um, they sucked him into the bed and it's actually a rotating room that turned upside down and they just dumped a ton of blood out of the bed. To where the ceiling was the ground because the room rotated. Right, right, right. And so, an extra fun fact. So he climbs into the bed. Yep. Then they flip the whole thing and the camera flips with it yes. so you can't tell. And then they just dump blood out. Tons of blood through the bed so it just fell down. But then huh. they righted it so it looks like it's going straight up and splashing on the ceiling. Huh. Another fun fact. That's interesting. The room they used to shoot that is the same room in Breaking 2 where Turbo dances on the walls. Oh! That's great. And on the ceiling, wow. the girl doesn't panic. There's a lot of rotating room. Uh, that's how they did the shot in um, the Space Odyssey. That shot where he's jogging mm. around the space station was with a rotating yep. set. And also in um, Inception. Inception. Yep, the fight. That fight. They did that they with a rotating, rotating room. Uh, it's common. New movie yep. magic. Pretty amazing. But anyhow, yep. just geyser of blood. Classic bloodiness. Okay. So that was your honorable mention? Shining didn't even make it in there when the elevator's full of blood. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah, honorable mention. Okay. Do, yours. Oh, my honorable mention? Um, I have two. Nice. Uh, Bad Taste, which is the Bad original... Bad should have been one of my... It's uh, the original Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings. Um, I didn't want to put that movie in the top five because I have another one of his movies in my top five. Yeah. But awful movie it's his first one but it's still like super enjoyable and funny it's a b&b movie it's definitely a b&b movie something that's weird about it see i've I watched it recently mm. because of doing this research for bloody movies uh so i wasn't allowed to watch these kinds of movies when chainsaw the so brain coming out of the head and then but that's it up. i think it has a kill in it that would definitely make maybe number one on the best kills in movies if is it the diving that. through yes yeah where chainsaw <laughs> through the guy awesome <laughs> uh i love the uh, rocket launcher through the house blowing up the sheep in the field yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. lots of humor totally in that random. Movie. yeah uh it's a really fun movie um it's not that good of a movie. Nope. Like, you can tell, like, he really was just starting to make movies. Yeah. And if you watch the credits, Peter Jackson did, like, half of everything. Yeah. Like, he plays two major parts in it. Yeah. He's one of the aliens, which he's I He's one of the aliens, cool. and then he's also the guy who gets his head cracked open. Shaved his beard. Oh, really? Yep. I did not know he was... So he was the, basically the main killer guy, too. The main killer and the main wow. alien guy. You get this. That's awesome. Yeah. The main killer guy is great. Dude, the bowl of, we'll call it punch so we don't ruin anything, where they're all drinking. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, my gosh. Oh, that was... So bad. Um, so my other one would be, and this one I put an honorable mention just because I had to choose between two of movies in this genre, or from this series, and I chose the other one. But Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Yeah. Um, it's the one where they kind of remake the first one with Ash chopping off his hand, the entire cabin laughing at him, and uh, yeah. there's just lots of great scenes, I've seen, lots of gore. I've seen both The Evil Deads and Army of Darkness, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they're all great movies. Yeah. Uh, really fun, really good to watch. Great classic B&B movie. Yeah. Where you just, uh, you know, you kick it and you watch a movie. Okay, so... Number five. Number five for me is Kill Bill. 
Uh, I really wanted to Which have volume? Tarantino, the volume one. Uh, mm. Although I think you can kind of, I, I think there's an edit where you watch them both. Um, and that's totally acceptable too. So you could use that. But I think Kill Bill Volume 1 is the bloodier of the two. Yes. Um, and because of the specific Crazy 88. Yes. Uh, but there's a lot of the, uh, fights, specific fights in that movie that are really bloody. Well... I'm glad that Tarantino made a movie, made it to my list. Because all of his yeah. movies are, are good and bloody. They are uh, really good. It's not... It's uh, I mean, it's a different... Like, I wouldn't classify it with something like Bad Taste. Yeah. But, uh, very different... But it's it's still very bloody, and you have that whole part during the Crazy Eighty Eight scene where it turns black and white. Yes, uh, um, and that was done because they would not rate the movie an R if it was in color. Right, right. and that's an interesting thing about uh, gory movies is if you want, if you don't want an X rating, you have to kind of like do little tricks, and you see that, and I think in Evil Dead as well. There's a part where it goes black and white because there's just blood shooting out, and it's like we can't have this being red because then it would. You know, change the rating system somehow. They get picky. Yeah, but yeah, very so good movie uh, and very very bloody. Mm. For my number five, I chose it's a remake. Ooh, and it's Evil Dead. The you chose Evil Dead the remake. I chose Evil Dead the remake. I'll tell oh. you why. One because they did a remake completely unrelated to the original Evil Dead's because the first one was actually trying to be a scary movie, and then Sam Raimi kind of saw that it was cheesy and it got yeah. a lot of love for being cheesy. Right. So they did Evil Dead Two, which, which was, was even crazy, basically a remake but a lot more humor. Right. And, and then and then Army of Darkness is just a fall in comedy. Yes. they quit trying to be. Serious but the point. new Evil Dead, they tried going scary again, and I think of movies that are gory and just do crazy things that stick with me, and the box cutter on the tongue, and then kissing yeah. the girl. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, bloody, <laughs> yep. bloody. And then it rains blood at the end yeah. of the movie. Uh, good movie. I, I liked it. I, liked I really it. enjoyed the remake. See, that's the thing, is I did too. I was able I to separate myself. I don't think it was necessary. I think it could have been called something else. Uh, mm. But I think it was good. I thought they did a pretty good job with yeah. it. I thought they brought in some elements that um, helped. It's But you have to look at it separately. Yes. And it is. It's different. It's not... It's hard. It's not the original They're separate movies. Yeah. Um, There's a TV show for that that's coming out on Halloween. And, and I think... I feel like it did work with that. Where yeah. I wasn't like... I, I went and saw it in theaters and I wasn't like, how dare they make this sequel? Yeah, I was I satisfied. Like, oh, yeah, I felt like, yeah, it's totally okay to make a, a remake Evil Dead. Because, mm. you know, it's one of those movies that you don't ruin it by remaking it. Yeah. In the scene where she's in the bedroom talking to her brother and she's whispering and half of her face is hidden by her hair, that is some of the best horror movie acting I've ever seen. That is probably the most chilling scene in the movie for me, just because it's played so well. There's no scariness, there's no blood, but the way she is, just it's traumatized, yeah. it's so good. And uh, another thing about that is, I feel like that being remade makes it more likely for people to watch the originals. Yes. Um, some remakes make it less likely for people to watch the originals. Yes. But this one, I think people will watch this and they'll be like, hey, I, I haven't seen Evil Dead, I should go out and watch it. And for that reason as well, I think it's really good. Mm. And yeah, I remember really liking the movie, and, and it was pretty scary. So what's your number pick. four? My number four is Evil Dead, the original. Oh. Uh, Evil Dead is... Um, I didn't even think of choosing the remake. 
which is interesting. Uh, but I totally know what you mean. Like, there's that moment where you're just like, oh, I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead for me, there's, there's a, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the one where the cabin starts bleeding. Um, and, like, something happens, the hole gets knocked, something, and blood just so. starts, like, bleeding. It's, like, oozing blood out yeah. of the cabin constantly. And, uh, and it's just a lot of blood. Yeah. You know? Lots of blood, bloody, bloody. Uh, it's also got those kind of elements where it's just like, wow, I'm never going to unsee that. And that was gross. Yeah. So, which, which I feel like comes hand in hand with bloody. You yeah. know, it's like, it's not the same as bloody, but if you want a bloody movie to have those kinds of moments where it's just like, they're, they're scarring me with the visuals, <laughs> you know? So, uh, Evil Dead, great movie. It needed to be on the list. Okay. Uh, for me, my number four, I don't even have to talk about it because we already did. Kill Bill Volume 1. Nice! Um, strictly because of the crazy 88 scene. Oh, I mean... Yeah. I had no idea. That, that's so funny. That crazy. And, and they protected, by going black and white, their rating. That's how bloody it was. Because yeah. they had to go black and white and actually change how they shot part of the movie. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. I feel like that's three. a good judgment of like, okay, that probably means it's uh, really bloody. Uh, story of Ricky O. That's <laughs> um, on my list. Uh, this movie is so much fun. Uh, it's very funny. On YouTube. It's yeah. On YouTube. Full movie on YouTube. Uh, really great practical effects. Uh, this one is almost entirely like I could see it being further back on the list. But the final fight <laughs> in this movie, the way he kills the guy is just the bloodiest thing that you've ever seen. <laughs> it's so great. It's so satisfying. Like, when you're watching a movie like that, that's the kind of thing you want to see. Well, you got the guy falling on the board of nails that's just there for some reason. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and then you got, like, the guy with, like, the wood scraper or sander or whatever. It and gets it in his yeah. There's, it's definitely <laughs> bloody. It is the weirdest movie, but it is so... It's so fantastic. There's there's one point where Ricky O like punches through another guy's fist. Yeah, and it just and ex- it, the other guy's fist just like explodes <laughs> in like viscera and blood. And it's he like great. punches into his throat and out of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's one of the best parts. Fist in the throat, out the mouth. Uh, whatever. And he punches a hole through a guy's stomach and like blood is just like oozing. Yeah. It's very bloody, very funny. The whole thing's on YouTube, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun to watch. Man, I would love... I've been like... I saw it for the first time recently, and I was like, "Man, this would be really fun to watch with people." Actually, yeah. the last all three, all three, one, two, and three for me, every single one would be a lot of fun to yeah. watch with a group of people. So, my number three would be Zombie. It is an Italian movie, and uh, when it was released in Italy, uh, it was Zombie with just an I and no E, and it was actually called Zombie Two. I think they were trying That's to That's because it to they um there was a different movie called Zombie mm. and th- that was really popular there and they tried to piggyback on the success of Zombie by calling like, it Zombie like Troll 2. 2. Yeah, even though it's technically not a, a sequel. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um but this nice. one great practical effects. Um it has a couple scenes that are just baffling on how it was made, honestly. Um huh. Like, uh, there's a scene where a zombie is walking along the bottom of the ocean where a girl's scuba diving and attacks her. And, um, a shark shows up and the zombie fights the shark. But it's a, it's like a real shark. And the guy's in a zombie outfit. And I don't know what he has for an air pack, but they're literally fighting underwater. Yeah. 
a zombie and a shark, right? Yeah. And you know what that means? Because when you watch that scene, a zombie bite, the zombie bites the shark a few times. Yeah. So that shark is going to be a zombie shark. Possibly. If 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 the disease of zombies is transferable, transferable to, animals. to animals, yeah, which it is in a lot of other zombie movies, you get zombie mm. dogs is pretty common. Yeah, uh, but yeah, dude, that I love the idea of zombie but, sharks. But the scene that I I'll watch anything, anything gory, I can watch it and enjoy. It. But there's one scene that I really have a hard time with, and it's in this movie: is they break through a wooden door and grab a girl's head, and they slowly pull her face into a splinter, and it goes through her eye, and then she like moves her head, and it like breaks. Uh, it is one of the hardest things to watch. I'll show you after this. How exciting! Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, zombie. This is the sort of stuff that when it really gets. You know, they're, these are really fun movies to watch, but they're disturbing. Yep. Uh, okay, what so my number, number two? two is Dead Alive, uh, or Brain Dead. Um, this is a Peter Jackson film, yeah. uh, one of the early ones that he did. He, he did Bad Taste, and then he did this one. Uh, this movie's amazing. Um, really, I love the sense of humor in it. It's really funny. There's a mm. lot of humor, a lot of really good acting and I love I love to watch a good film where you don't know any of the actors and that's the way this is because it was in New Zealand yeah uh, so we don't know the New Zealand actors so you don't know anybody in it um, but the effects are incredible the 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 scene the at the end effects is are unbelievable and the when you think about the it. lawnmower at the end is Incredible, and, and there's also a lot of humor in that yep. too. But and his mom, when she's that demon movie. monster, there's a zombie baby who's like killing people, and I think eventually they put him in the food processor. And like, no, that's somebody's head. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so bloody. It's so amazing. Um, and you, there's just it's full of these things. We that even you never get zombie organs that move around on its yes, own. Yes, yes. There's a there's um, a set of intestines that keep. Attacking him, yeah. Uh, which also kind of looks like there's some lungs yeah. or something. I don't know. It's amazing. It's amazing. The okay, but it's all it's all worth it if you just he gets a lawnmower, fires it up, and just takes it into an entire house of zombies. And <laughs> this movie is actually my number one. Up. And and it, I almost made it my number one because of that scene. It. At the end of it, he's covered in blood, obviously, and like pieces of like mm. zombie bits, and and the whole room is just covered in blood. It's so bloody, it's so great. I'm not sure if it is still the title holder, but for a very long time, that movie because of that scene was the movie to use the most amount of faint blood ever. In oh, the movie. nice. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Dead Alive. Incredibly bloody. It's my number two, though, because yep. I... Um... That was my number one. Okay, but... what's your number two? Uh, my number two is the story of Ricky O. Nice. Um, we already kind of talked about that one. That was his number three. Uh, fantastic. Once again, it's on YouTube in all of its glory. Check it out. There's some strange stuff going on there, man. Great practical effects. Yep. And that's... And that is a great movie to watch where it's like, okay, I see... Uh, and and it's kind of crazy to think, oh, that's only number two or number three. Like, you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's a great starting point for these types of movies. So much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Yep. All right. So what's your number uh, one? My number one is Tokyo Gore Police. Uh, I just heard of this movie and then and then found it and watched it. This Full is, movie is on YouTube. Uh, it is? Yep. Oh, that's great. This is an example of 
a movie where they were like, I want to make a super bloody movie. So they came up with this crazy idea and made a ridiculously bloody, grotesque film, all practical effects, unbelievably nasty, so much blood. There's one point where this girl gets cut in, cut in half and then regrows like her bottom half and it's like a giant like alligator mouth. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It is crazy. The I watched that alligator girl movie. scene. There's a really great scene where this girl has like sword legs and she's like running around on. Mm. Oh man, it's great. So bloody. The reason this is number one um, above even Dead Alive um, is because there's a part where she, the main character, the hero, she like rolls and cuts off this bad guy's the top villain's legs. She cuts off his legs at like the knee. I and saw he's, like, this clip. There's like blood shooting out of his legs, and he's like, oh. So he takes this like I don't know some kind of adrenaline and shoots it into both of his legs and starts <laughs> shooting blood so hard out of his severed legs that he starts flying around the room and he uses his severed leg blood as a propulsion like a jetpack <laughs> and is flying around trying to kill her and it goes on for like the remainder of the like the the final fight and it's the most ridiculous thing that there's so much blood and for that alone i mean the whole movie is really really bloody but for that scene alone it had to be number one for me because it's just like, there's no way any other movie has more blood than that so, like, it's just so, nonsense <laughs> so honestly listeners you got a lot of work to do <laughs> You got a lot of research to do and do it during movies. Halloween because yeah, this is man. prime time for it. And I hadn't seen. If you're having a party, just put on Ricky O or put on right. Tokyo Gore Police in the background. You guys don't really have to watch it, but every now and then you can look at the TV and go, "What in the world is right. going the on?" The top three movies on my list I had never seen before. Yeah. Uh, so, it, like, no shame in not knowing these movies. I'm really sad that I never had seen them before because mm-hmm. they're amazing. But uh, yeah, total treat. Yeah. So you you can you should talk about Dead Alive again. It is your number one. Why did you it put is it my as number, number one, one rather than number two? Uh, well, just the acting, the humor that's involved with it. It's, it's definitely just so a better great. movie than Tokyo Gore. And in terms of gore, you have moments where they're around a dinner table eating custard. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm my not gosh. going to ruin it, but have a garbage bag handy just in case you can't <laughs> stomach it. Wow! Parts of her face start she, falling off, oh, but it's the, the earring is. But the, yeah, hilarious. but the thing is when she squirts the yeah 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 yeah. 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 Um, so be sure to check it out. Daddy. Hey, really? Oh man, I'm so excited! If you haven't seen these movies, so watch them. Because this is my daughter room. Um, so really, definitely check those out, and I think that'll just about do it for our show. That's the whole kit and caboodle. That is the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, Thank you for commenting. Like us and subscribe us and dabadoo dive us. Absolutely. That's just what everyone absolutely says. You want to say hi, Lulu? You can say hi. Get your head in here. Here, go between. Hey! Hey. This is my family. This is my daughter, Luna. But uh, be sure to tune in soon. We're going to have shows every couple weeks. Um, it, It will always be good. All right. Bye. Have a good one. Milk was a bad choice.